are you? I'm okay. How are you? Uh. Books of poetries and essays, and you've been published in Art Forum, Bomb. You are currently pursuing a PhD in philosophy, and your research focuses on horror, mysticism, film, and George Bataille. So this is like perfect person to talk to right now, especially <laughs> Bataille and base materialism. But we could get to all that later. So I don't know if you want to talk about the fool. Jokers, what are what are your thoughts on language being able to just sort of carry itself culturally? You know, like this yeah. the whole notion of a vibe shift is that these things move temporally very, very fast and exponentially faster. I'm starting to see back off and be like, whoa, 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 whoa. We need we need to house something somewhere. We need to bring back the object. We need to house these immaterial things within a, a material cultural body. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because like Debray talks about communication as happening across space and transmission happening in time. Um, and so like with digital transmissions and communications, everything becomes compounded and quick. And also I think like any sense of meaning or lingering gets like super truncated. And so like the word, even like the words um, that are being used uh, can become like very quickly abstracted. And um, I don't know, everything feels quite immaterial. So I think like the interesting part of transmission is that there's like some kind of space for um, things like tragedy and elongation and resonance, but we've sort of lost, I think, the sense of the tragic because, um, because I mean, for I guess for like obvious reasons, like this just sort of like constant. Um, quickening and imminence but like like the way that certain media theorists I think like Sarah and stuff talk about the the like moment of transmission is a kind like involves always a kind of like receipt uh, like receding of the messenger or a um like a, a kind of tragedy of transmission like in the um the Annunciation, when the angel like speaks its piece and then quickly pulls away. Right. But I don't know, like, like, I don't know what happened. Like, it's very hard to like, like, we can think about these figures, like, you know, like intermediaries, ghosts, angels, demons, but it's really hard to know how they operate in digital realms because everything is so quick and also spread out. Like, I'm, I don't really even know anything about the vibe like i know some things about the vibe shift but you know <laughs> yeah, i'm yeah. sort of the outsider. yeah so no we, we i don't i don't like using those words those are those are damned words um but yeah no that that's a really really great point it's it's really hard to pinpoint where these figures like angels and messengers when they lie within the internet and i think part of these projects of just sort of like 
overwhelming cultic linguistic proliferation, part of it is it's almost trying to, it's almost like a form of a return to nominalism where it can just sort of overwhelm the universal through pure accelerated fragmentation of particularized language and neologisms. I think as a philosophical project and an artistic project, it's a very interesting thing to pursue what angelicism has done. And I would like to give angelicism a ton of credit for trying to do this, but there's that parasitic relationship between the language that is used and as you say, like the problem, and this is where it gets back to materialism a little bit, is that there's always going to be someone behind the computer screen. You know, there's there's still, um, even though production is no longer a, a huge cultural historical force in the same way, it's mostly linguistic, there's still that element there. And mm-hmm. I, I think to relinquish that entirely is very, very difficult. Right. I mean, that's that's interesting. I mean, I think, right. Well, you were talking about, um, what did you say? There's just, there's like always a body. There's always someone like operating the computer. I mean, this is like very interesting. And I think this is exactly why like digital communications give way to these like really fundamental questions about mediation um, and also like metaphysical questions and questions of other worlds and things like that because and even like magical thinking because there's like the thing there's like the the message and the avatar and the name you click on and then there's like the being problem possibly probably operating it who's like alive and has a body and is like somewhere else in space and so like the gap between those things even if it's like an like that it like creates a, a shit ton of questions. Um, and I'm like pers- personally really fascinated by that, like by that gap and how that affects not only like transmission, but also all like the other and how we think about each other and, um, and like maybe because the, the idea behind transmission partly is to like preserve some kind of difference mm-hmm. or to like solve the problem of distance and like while keeping these things, these like poles intact. But I don't, I think that like, it's really, really dizzying in the digital. Um, And so like every time something is transmitted or retweeted or whatever the hell, like it gets altered in some way. Right. And would you say, that's a really, really good point. would you say that there's sort of because you talk about the kind of ending of tragedy, and would you say that um, because we don't have, as Byung Chul Han talks about, we don't have, you know, this sort of physical objects to organize our relationship to time to create these kind of ritualistic necessities, and I also think it's the quality of the objects that exist in the world through neoliberalism. Like it's very hard to project a sort of metaphysical meaning onto, onto like cheap Chinese consumer electronics, for example, (laughs) you know, like, and I feel like those, 
the modularization of that technology has in turn uh, demystified other objects because usually these cheap goods are the ones doing the transmitting themselves. We don't have like artisanal uh, consumer electronics. It's so ubiquitous. Smartphones are like more readily available in Africa than like basic goods at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like partly what you're talking about is like a, like an eternal present or um, like a lack of historicity or something, which is like transmission kind of, uh, and I think Debray, Debray talks about this, it kind of like, uh, uh, like mutates or gets really fucked up when it is, when we're only talking about the present uh, or, or when there's not a kind of like history attached to it. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, Byung Chul Han, I think at some point says like the, the smartphone has become our rosary or something yeah. like this. And it does really seem that way to me. Um, like I assumed, I assumed you were going to send me the Zoom link via Instagram message, but then I had this thing like, like, a, like a few minutes ago where I was like, where I, it wouldn't let me on to my Instagram. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder what will happen. <laughs> you know, there's like, it's like if the tra- the source of transmission gets cut, which it, like, like, it's almost as if like, I don't know, it's like a, a kind of death or something. <laughs> right. It's interesting that quote where he talks about the smartphone being a kind of rosary. You see that a lot in, I think, this kind of superficial internet obsession with God, um, God posting. How? Yeah, uh, I'm like not. I'm like not um, hip to anything on the internet. Really that's good. Uh, so can you tell you, me what that is? <laughs> it's, it's. Wait. This, also, can you see me right now? Oh no no no! I. Oh yeah, I can see you. I'm sorry. If you want me to go, I could go. <laughs> okay, I'll turn. No, no, no. Like, I can't see you. I'll turn my oh, wait, video. Wait, wait, no, no. I could, I could do that too. Wait, wait I wait. like just, just. I like don't know. I, I think you can see. Yeah, yeah. I can't see I, you that. Okay, should I? Should I could go video? I usually don't. Whatever go you prefer. Video. If if you don't want to, you don't have to. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah. This is kind of my weird, stupid. Um, yeah, stupid is good. I mean, Zoom is really stupid. I like I like teach on Zoom all the time, but I'm still not used to the internet or Zoom. So I just assume like I don't understand what's happening. Like I don't like I think maybe I've just purposefully kept myself dumb. But for instance, when someone like messages me or even like how you did like blah 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 about my writing, I'm like how like how how did he know? Like how did he know that I you know like it's just you know what I mean? Like the yeah. internet is so fucked up. Yeah, it's really fucked up. Uh, but yeah, it, God posting, it's good that you don't know, because Byung Chul Han, he doesn't like answer emails or anything like that. He's completely detached from the internet. Now, at a certain point, it's it's easy because he has his institutional connections already. So if you're already sort of like within the inner circle, it's yeah. a lot easier to um, negate the kind of access to digital messenger social technology because you have other you have other avenues you have print people will still buy your books but it's very very difficult for young people who are not established like they're very much within that master slave dialectic that he refers to with with technology mm-hmm. and i think yeah that we've now like swallowed <laughs> 
Yeah, and I think the God thing is a way to metaphysic like that's not the correct way to phrase. It's like it's like a way to impart a sort of metaphysics onto that dialectic to I think honestly justify it in a certain way. And I, I think that's I think that's kind of dangerous. But then there also comes to be that the Zogchen approach, which is the open intelligence of the integration of data and open intelligence. But that's only for a certain group. Like, that's the highest form of, you know, that's like an elevated form. So not everybody, it's something everyone could access, but not everybody's accessing it because it's difficult. So that's one thing I'm wondering about is that, that inner dialectic, how to break out of that and start to give the world back its magic and its dignity. How, wait, before, can you just like give me an example of what a God post is? It's basically like a meme where it's, it's like a meme that's generally very um, blurry and fried and pixelated. And it's, it's very much kind of like a, it, it, it's like perma fried, but it's very hypnagogic. It's very like ethereal. It makes a big. So it's record. like what is being shown in the image. It's usually like a picture like of like angel wings or something. Angel wings, but it's like super like bright sun. Yeah, bright sun. Okay. I think I've seen a god post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's usually something that has to do with it has to do with God, but it exists on the internet. Um, as sort of like a phenomena, but I also, you have to question what are the, these people's commitments to this? How can, like, you know, like how, how can you be so committed to this? You there's, mm -hmm. as, is it for real? This is my problem. Like tone on the internet is so fucked up too. Like, is it, is it like, are they into God? Does it matter? Is like, are we like post, are we like post irony? It doesn't even matter. Right. It, it, it's kind of like a post irony sincerity thing where it's uh right so it doesn't really matter that's what trips me up that feels very gen z to me like i yeah. like i'm like a millennial hag me too so i don't yeah. how old are you i'm 35 oh we can beep this out maybe i'm oh wow cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's crazy right yeah, I don't yeah. understand that. But like, aren't emojis supposed to like solve the tone, like like be like be a kind of tone? But I guess I feel like maybe maybe Gen Z doesn't use emojis. I'm not really sure. They kind of do. It's more. It, it's but like, now it's really cool to hate millennials. Yeah, it is. Like, right? It's like boomers are okay and millennials suck. <laughs> I I don't get that at all. I, I mean, no. I understand, and I think. I think part of it is that the millennials, like we're so used to like being kids growing up in a world that wasn't completely digitized yet. So we had this analog promise. We had this promise of this one world where social relations were more or less normalized in one way and then we got flung into this completely different temporality that just kind of like hit us like a ton of bricks and we didn't know what to do with it so and actually buying Chohan when he talks about as we become a more moralizing like I feel like the over moralization of society is a way to deal with this fundamental issue of 
like it speeding up and also that that acceleration making us a more brutal society at the same time. Like things are getting incredibly violent in positive and negative ways. I agree. I mean, yeah, I'm obsessed with that Byung Chul Han. Like the more the more moralizing we get, the more brutalizing we become. And I think even when someone's not quote unquote like moralizing, quote unquote, I think there is a certain brutality to the internet and a certain like um even even like naming like like I'm not sure there's something about the way people speak about other people sometimes like like I don't have Twitter but every once in a while I'll like go on and like type in a name and see what's being said about <laughs> about x y or z person and I'm always like oh my god this is like quite brutal right. or it's like quite worshiping there's it's usually one or the other there's not a lot of like um so I think this is why like figures like like the jester, the fool, or the ghost, or like these intermediary figures, or even like arrows, like the winged creatures are so interesting to me because I'm like, like what, what happens in the middle? You know, I think like mm. this idea of shit talking or, and like raising on high, they're like quite similar actually. And like, honestly, really uninteresting to me. They're uninteresting to you. Yeah. <laughs> Does that sound mean? <laughs> no, no, no. They're, they're uninteresting to me too. Um, I don't like the kind of discursive nature that these platforms invoke. And I feel like the these figures that you start to see amongst Gen Z, where there's a lot of angelic iconography and demonology, I feel like it's a way to sort of obfuscate the need for commitment to social relations, because we don't really live in a society anymore. I mean, that's yeah. that's kind of been <laughs> obliterated. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so I don't know what you think about that. Well, that's interesting when you said we don't really like this idea of like God. I mean, God posting is such a funny term. Um, but this idea of like we don't live in a society anymore and the like super illuminated angel wing God post or demon post or like biblically accurate, blah, blah, blah. Right. I think is, um, it makes me think about St. Augustine, whose city of city of God is populated mostly by angels. It's not populated, you know, it's like mostly demons, demons in the city of earth and mostly and, angels. In the and how of God funny is so. it that St. Augustine was also a part of the nominalist movement? So you start to know, see, right? so you start to see it come full circle in a weird fucked up way. And it's almost like, wait, is this this is a return to that the period of time where there was a tr- there was a destruction of all universality, and so yeah. th- it, it almost returns to that period of Occam and and Saint Augustine. <laughs> yes, it's true, and I'm so medieval. Um, I think, uh, well. Yeah, and also the idea of like worshiping and dunking. I mean, he spends like the first half of City of God just like dunking on paganism, but saying like, oh, but like a couple things are okay. Um, so I think that's that's another reason why um, I don't even know why I started talking about City of God. Oh, this idea of like non-human arenas. I mean, 
is so interesting to me. That I mean, first, I think we used to be really obsessed with like ghosts and hauntology and stuff. And now it seems to be like angels are trending somehow. But I like never really got over the ghost. I'm really interested in ghosts. I yeah, think angels wrote, are also like terrifying as well. Yeah. Well, you wrote something really interesting about ghosting, the phenomenon. Oh, yeah. How did you find that, by the way? You sent it to me. Yeah. I did? Yeah, no, yeah, I yeah. didn't. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. I thought I sent you something about the fool. Oh, I read that too. No, I I think I I found that through your website. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be like snooping around. We I'm can just, beep this out or whatever. Whatever yeah, yeah, you do with noise. Um, no, you're not. I mean, I'm on the internet, so it's not really like snooping. But um, <clears throat> you're not like <laughs> you know breaking into my house or something. But I think um, yeah. Oh yeah, I wanted to ask you what was like like what like interested you about the ghosting thing? Cause we can talk about that. Um, it's the way that you related the phenomena of ghosting as being this very sort of like flippant act, you know, there's all this, I don't know if you know about West Elm Caleb. And like, I do. What, the I whole, accidentally found out yeah, about Yeah. Like him. the whole love bombing <laughs> discourse that people are <laughs> trying to have now. So I I'm interested in how ghosts relate to, West Elm Caleb, which you can almost say is like all of the TikToks that are. It, Poor West Elm Caleb. Oh my, it's so sad. Yeah, it's it, it is. It is sad, but it's it's funny because like it's almost like the ghosts of the ghosting exist within the TikToks of the disgruntled women that were making it. A, <laughs> you know, it's so weird. It's so weird. I went on TikTok like once and I was like, ah, it's like, it was so shocked. I had to get off. But um, yeah, the, okay. So ghosting, I wrote that essay because uh, I don't know if you've like experienced this or done this or whatever, but like during the first, I don't know, maybe like half of the pandemic, like so many of my women friends were like, I'm getting ghosted. Like I, like I swear, like, like 10 of them, you know, I don't even have that many friends, like five of them. And so um I was like, this is so bizarre. And, you know, they didn't mean ghosting in the West Elm Caleb way. It was like literally like people they're really into and had a relationship with. Like, that's what I take to mean ghosting. Like, you know, in, in Hamlet, he's not getting ghosted by like a rando TikTok person. It's like, you know, the ghost is his father. <laughs> yeah. So I, that's what I take to be ghosting. Some, someone you're really invested in who seems to be like alive and with you. And then it's like, bam. So I think that that phenomenon is really interesting because they would be like, oh, and but but he's haunting me and like watching my, like, so, so this idea that we can see who's watching us it's so I think mind-boggling as well and so of course because I'm my way of like dealing with with things is to like google them and find everything out about them I can I was like I'm gonna get to the bottom of ghosting but everything about ghosting was like you know psych psychology.com and like ha- like signs you've been ghosted and um like how to not get ghosted and it was all very like how to or like so basically the same thing like how to not get ghosted or how to deal with it blah 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 and so I was like I want to try to write like a really serious but playful non-moralizing essay on ghosting and like perform the role of the person who's being haunted and like Mm. try to like sort of show that temporal disjunction of like this is happening in one realm but this other thing is happening in another realm and like um, so that's, that's what I was like sort of attempting to do. Like, so I think, I think a lot of my writing is this like weirdly fueled by anger, although I try not to sound angry in it. Um, this, I just really wanted to write like a, a thing about ghosting that wasn't like saying something like dunk, wasn't dunking on it and wasn't 
saying something good about it. It wasn't like taking anyone down. It was just sort of like trying to play with the idea of it. Yeah, that's a that's a really interesting point um, because I think part of that that disjuncture between we're bombarded more with technical images, dialectical images that create a, a sense of narcissism because we're we're able to mediate these images ourselves and and we're total curators of our own world. Like we're just kind of like the CEOs of curation. And, <laughs> and, and that and that to me, I I kind of understand that because at that period, um I think people had grown so atomized and so isolated that we had basically lost this ability towards object constancy, which is, you know, a, a big issue with narcissism. And, oh, God, and I hear empathy. that all the time. Yeah, it, but that's funny because Bayang Chulhan, he makes a really amazing point about why empathy is like the bullshit obverse of narcissism, which is why they always say like empaths are just narcissists narcissists in like sheep's clothing 